show where we dish out tips and advice for mystical business owners and service providers. What's a mystical business owner exactly? Well, if you work like a t- if you work <laughs> as a tarot card reader, <laughs> astrologer, Reiki healer, intuitive counselor, oracle medium, or if you do any other kind of spiritual or mystical art as part of your profession, we're talking about you. I'm Teresa and my lovely co-host, Miss Bree Sauce. Hey, introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. I'm Bree. And Teresa and I have both been self-employed sacred artists running our own businesses for decades upon decades. We know what goes into running a successful business, and we know exactly how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes to get your business afloat and keep things rocking along. We sure do, and we do this show together once a month because we're all about sharing these business strategies that we've learned over the years and our goal is to help our fellow, you know, mystical business owners thrive and succeed. That's exactly right. So in each episode of Talking Shop, we tackle a different topic. Today's topic is astro retrogrades and remedies for your business. Thank you so much for turn- tuning in to listen. Let's get this show started. This is going to be a juicy show. And I'm going to tell you why. You know, as you know, I use astrology for my business. In fact, that's uh, for astrology. It's really interesting, Bree. Um, over the years that I've learned astrology, and I've been, you know, practicing it, and learning about. It. You never stop learning about astrology, by the way. Um, but right. you know, a lot of people use it to look at, well, you know, like your love life, who you're compatible with, or to understand yourself. And I'm not interested in that. I only use it for my business, really. That is what I am all about. I like using the planets to max out my business, to time things, and to really also make sure that I'm being very conscious about the trends that are happening in the world so I can move along no matter what's happening in the economy or whatnot. And I've used astrology, you know, to run my business for a long time now. And I gotta say once I started paying attention to it, my business became a lot more magical. So one of the things that I know that can cause havoc for a business and for people in general are retrogrades, especially the Mercury retrograde. And, and you know, you hear about all the time, oh, my God, something's retrograde. So in layman's terms, what does our audience need to know about retrogrades? What do you have to say about them? Let's start there. Yes, let's start there. It's such a good question. So, you know, like you, Teresa, I love astrology. Um, You know, I was learning astrology as a very little girl right alongside tarot cards, right? So it was three-year-old Brianna, like, this is my world. And and I love applying astrology to business. I'm, I'm the same as you. I actually have found in my life that the most applicable places for astrology to show up are in my business. Um and in finances. And so I really pay attention to astrology for that purpose. So retrogrades. So I think the first thing to understand about a retrograde is that any planet can retrograde. The retrograde that we often hear about is a Mercury retrograde, but all of the planets do retrograde from time to time. So what is it? A retrograde is where it appears that the planet is going backwards 
in its elliptical orbit. And that is an appearance that is created by the angle of the planet with respect to the angle of the Earth. So I think it's important to point out that the planets are not actually going backwards. <laughs> they're, not, right. they're not actually actually going backwards, but it appears that they are. And, of course, as we know, for thousands of years, people were watching the skies. You know, the stars and the planetary motions um, have been paid attention to for millennia. And so, and there are planets that are visible to the naked eye. And so, you know, just think about if you're outside every night and you're watching, say, Jupiter, and all of a sudden it starts to look when Jupiter is going backwards in the sky, that might be cause for concern, right? It's something that mm-hmm. is different. It's an interruption of business as usual. And the other thing that I often like to point out about, a, about retrogrades is that the ancient world understood the retrograde as the planet descending into the underworld. And I think that as you work with retrograde energy and you want to go a little deeper with it, this is really helpful um, to see retrogrades not as just like a pain and the you-know-what that you have to deal with, but actually to see that there's a depth to the retrograde period and that it can often reveal things that have been maybe hidden or looked over or ignored, I think is a really profound way to work with that energy. So that's the 411 on retrogrades. Did I leave out anything, T, that you think no, is that's, important? No, that's such a great explanation of it, and I especially love what you have to say about, you know, it's not actually going backwards because it does, <laughs> to the human eye, that's what it looks like sometimes. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And so the other thing that I will say is smaller planets, like the inner planets, like Mercury, Venus, and Mars, they have a shorter retrograde period. The larger outer planets, like Jupiter and Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, they retrograde for months, yes. right? They they retrograde for a super long period of time. So there is a real difference in the time amount of, of yeah. retrogrades, depending on if it's an inner planet or an outer planet. And the other thing people so, need to know is that the sun and the moon never go retrograde. Good call. Yes, that's right. I want to make sure they know that. The sun and the moon never go retrograde, ever. Yes, they, they do not. So we should probably start out, Teresa, with the most known and feared retrograde of them all. <laughs> um, the one retrograde to rule them all, which is, of course, Mercury retrograde. Can you tell us what it is and what your advice is for dealing with it when it comes to your business? Yeah, Mercury retrograde is the one that everybody fears, you know, um, not just for business, but just in general. You hear about it all the time. I've even seen T-shirts saying things about, you know, Mercury's retrograde or some garbage like that. So, you know, it, it, it's, I think, the thing that is the most known of all the retrogrades, and it's the one that really gets people aggravated. So Mercury, uh, if you've hung around in my circles or any astrology circles long enough, you've heard about it, and it's got a really bad rap. Mercury is the planet of communication. It is the planet of transportation, technology, thinking, you know, all of those things. And the thing is, when Mercury goes retrograde, by the way, Mercury is the trickster planet, you know, right? It's kind of like Mm -hmm. all those parts 
It's like Murphy's Law can go wrong in all those places. So I hope I'm saying this really eloquently. In other words, Mercury rules communication, travel, um, it moves, it, it, contracts, technology, all that stuff. So when it's retrograde, instead of those things moving forward, often what happens is there are snafus. There is maybe unexpected delays or problems. So some of the ways we can see a Mercury retrograde show up in business is if you're doing business travel, you might get stuck somewhere. Or if you are buying technology, which, by the way, I did this one time. Don't do it, people, unless you have to. <laughs> um, the technology doesn't work, and then you have to return it. Or if you are you know, going into important meetings, things might be misunderstood. Or maybe you might put something online that might be misunderstood. You know, all kinds of things can go goofy when Mercury goes retrograde. So it's like the Murphy's Law is what I like to call it um, for business. Now, I also am a big believer that you don't want to launch anything during a Mercury retrograde because chances are it's going to have tech issues or all kinds of problems and drama. So here's how to work with how to work with it. Um, I always like to say you want to add, and this is a lot of a lot of astrologers follow the same advice. You add RE in front of everything. So redo, rethink, revamp, renovate, review. You know, rest. That's what you really want to be thinking of during the time Mercury's in retrograde. So in business, rather than launching new things or starting new things, it's a time to really review where you're at and what's going on and what needs to be fixed. It's a great time for going behind the scenes, working on a rebrand tidying up your website, tweaking it, um, you know, doing a lot of like strategic planning for the future. All of those things are great to do during the Mercury retrograde. I also find it's a great time to declutter things in your world. So you might want to go through your files, shred old papers, clean up your office, get things organized. And the other thing to do is to back up all of your equipment. So this is the right time. In fact, I actually recommend backing it up before we go into Mercury retrograde. Because again, why? Because I learned the hard way. <laughs> and so back up your computer. Try not to travel during a Mercury retrograde. If you have to travel for business, just plan for possible delays. Um, don't do your tech stuff. Try not to launch. And if you're going into really important meetings you or, or communicating with the public, pay attention to the words you're using and how you're expressing yourself. And do a lot more listening than talking. I mean, these are all ways to really work with the energy of the Mercury retrograde. And I think if you do that, you'll find that overall you should be pretty good. You know, it's not as scary as it, as it sounds. It's just a matter of learning how to work with the energy. So those are probably my, my big tips around working with a Mercury retrograde. What about you, Bree? Do you have any tips? Oh, by the way, the signing contracts thing. This yeah. is really important. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go into like a joint venture or something, I would say Mercury retrograde is not the time to be signing things. I refuse to sign any contracts, whether it's a publishing deal, joint venture, anything when there's a Mercury retrograde. Everything's going to wait until that thing is direct. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um I think you covered it really, really beautifully. You know, the one thing that I will add from a business perspective is it can be very, very helpful to know ahead of time when 
the Mercury retrograde periods for the year are occurring. And yeah. Teresa, I know, has a, a page on her site, and I have a page on my site that gives you those dates. So, for instance, you know, one of the retrograde periods um, this year is, uh, I believe it starts in, uh, it's April, May, or it's, it's uh, March, April, I'd have to look, but it happens right around tax season. So, like, I'm letting all of my entrepreneurs know, right, Mercury Retrograde is on, is happening on April 15th this year. So I'm letting all my entrepreneurs and business people know, hey, this is coming, plan ahead, right? Plan ahead so that you're not, you're not, you know, getting really unsettling news about your taxes two days before they're due. Um, you know, plan ahead, get your stuff in to the IRS before Mercury goes retrograde so that you're not dealing with, oh, we never got that payment. Oh, we never got those papers. Um, and I also like to pay attention to the area in the chart where the Mercury retrograde is occurring because, you know, it occurs in a different section of the chart for every person. So, for instance, right. when it is occurring, like, in my second house or in a client's second house, I'm going to tell them I really want you to watch your money and I really want you to watch your bank accounts because typically like fraudulent charges and or, you know, checks that never get cashed, like those things are more likely to show up during a retrograde period. You know, if you have retrograde um, happening in your ninth house and you're running an online course and you're teaching, um, you really need to double, triple check your tech right, um, and make sure that your avenues to teaching are open and free and clear. So I think it can be really useful to know what time of year it's happening and also where in your personal chart it is occurring. And, and that information then just gives you, like, another layer of protection to work with it. I find Mercury retrograde to be an incredibly valuable time, and I look forward to them. I use this time to organize my office and to organize my house. Deborah Smouse, who's a guest that we've had on Talking Shop, has a ton of great tips on how to, like, organize and declutter your office, and I think this is, like, the time to do that. I use it to go through old papers and throw away things that are no longer needed. I do the same thing with my computer, like, I get rid of old files. And, and like Teresa said, it's a great time to brainstorm. You know, it's a great time to look at things and say, hey, how can I optimize this? Or what needs to be restructured about this? And so, you know, I consider it kind of a time out where I get to take that bird's eye view. But you do need to have those practical concerns taken care of before you can really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, so true. So, you know, I, I'm also really superstitious about Mars retrograde, and we've given some yes. pretty good solid advice about Mercury retrograde. And, you know, Mars retrograde only comes around once every two years. So how might Mars retrograde impact a business, and what's your advice around that? Yeah, so I love working with Mars retrograde as well. Um, so, you know, the first thing I think you have to remember with Mars retrograde is that any time you get Mars involved – you are looking at what I call the hot emotions, so anger, mm -hmm. 
and, and, you know, losing your patience, being impatient and getting irritated easily, getting frustrated easily, um, having a lot of energy and you don't know what to do with it. Like these are often things that signify a Mars retrograde period. Um, sometimes people experience it in the opposite way. Sometimes they get really lethargic or they feel like they're drained of energy because Mars is the planet that energizes and activates. And it's also the planet of daring, right? It's the planet that encourages us to take risks and to dare. So when you go into a Mars retrograde period, I think it's very good common sense to really put kindness first as much as possible. Mm -hmm. This is not the time to get into a conflict with somebody. You know, if you have something that you need to get off your chest, you wait until the Mars retrograde period is over. This is not the time to get into legal battles. Traditionally, if you get into any kind of legal battle or court case issue, the, the traditional wisdom is that if you start it during Mars retrograde, you will probably lose. So yep. it's a really good time to not get involved with, you know, confrontational, conflicting kinds of situations, right? You want to take that Mars energy and what you want to do with it is you want to apply it to the areas of health and fitness of nutrition, and those things are deeply related to our business. I mean, we all know yep. that, like, when we're eating better, our business is better. When we exercise regularly, our business is better, right? And then the other thing that Mars is really great at is, again, Mars has this martial discipline and this mm -hmm. desire to perfect. So we can look at areas of our business that do not feel optimal and call on that Mars power and, and help and get it to help us, you know, make better choices, see, like, how can I make this better? How can I optimize this? How can I improve this? Now, yeah. from a business standpoint, the one thing that I will say, and this was something I experienced during the last Mars retrograde that we had, um, you may have something that comes along that seems like it's really interesting, um, but it would be a big risk. Maybe it's a big risk as far as money or resources go. Maybe it's a big risk as far as time or the learning curve involved. And I always think, like, use the Mars retrograde period to learn and to research and to do your due diligence. If you are going to take a risk like that, make that choice after the retrograde is over and implement after the retrograde is over. So those are some of my highlights, Teresa. What about you? The biggest thing for Mars retrograde is not to launch. Especially don't launch something <laughs> new. And let me add one yeah. thing about launching anything during a retrograde, whether it's a Mer Mercury or Mars retrograde. If you're relaunching something, remember, RE in front of retrograde, that's fine. So let's say it's a program that you do every year. Uh, let's say, you know, we have a program. It's a tarot program I launch once a year. It doesn't matter then if you're going to do it during a retrograde. I find that then it doesn't make a difference. But if it's a brand new thing, it's your new baby, it's the newest thing on the market for you, a new service, a new offer. Do not launch it during a Mars retrograde. I have seen businesses open during a Mars retrograde, and I don't say they're, gonna, they're not going to make it. And you know what? They usually don't. So mm -hmm. do not launch something new. That is the number one rule. Uh, remember, Mars is a planet of action. So any action, especially any new action that you take during a Mars retrograde, oftentimes will not work out to its full potential. 
So that's the big advice about that. I think that's right on. I think that the launching part is really, really important. And then the other thing about Mars retrograde is this is a time, and Teresa, I'd be interested to know if you've seen this. I, I have definitely seen this. This is a time where you may be more likely to have difficult client interactions. Yes, because it's aggression. It's aggression, yeah, exactly. Mars is aggressive. So, you know, so, go ahead. Well, no, no, you you go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, remember, if we put RE in front of it, that's the time where you're going to get the aggressive person who wants a refund or who wants you to go above <laughs> and beyond the call of duty to squeeze them in even if when you can't. This is the time where if somebody decides that they're going to have an attitude about something, uh, whether it be a peer or a client, they may try to get into it with you. It's definitely not the time to get into an online war with a troll. Not during the Mars retrograde. Ooh. Not going to fare well for you. Leave all that aggressive stuff alone and try to keep the peace as much as possible. So, you know, a good a good tip to help you navigate that and avoid that is use the Mars retrograde desire to perfect and optimize to look at your policies, right? Yes. Look at your policies for client interactions, your offerings. Make sure that everything is very clear, very spelled out, very accessible, right? Um, that there's no fine print. There's no hidden things that people can get upset about. That way, if you do have people that come at you and they're frustrated and they're angry, you can be kind. You're in a position where you can point them to your policy and say, hey, this is in the policy. So sorry, we had a misunderstanding. And you can move on from there, and it just makes the whole thing a lot easier. So so do keep that in mind. Um, and, and, you know, and just and be aware that this is a time when tempers tend to flare. So you want to really be, be put kindness first. Always. Always, always. Yeah. So speaking of kind and love, we also have Venus retrogrades, right? Venus, she, she likes to retrograde too. So what can an entrepreneur expect during a Venus retrograde and what practices should they keep in mind, Teresa? Great, uh, great question because we don't want to forget about Venus retrograde. People often associate it with just love, like love problems, love drama, love uh-huh. zombies. Uh-huh. But Venus is <laughs> all of our relationships. And so during the Venus retrograde, you know, oftentimes that's also like Mars retrograde when client problems or peer problems can come to the surface. So you could find yourself dealing with a client who is super emotional, really demanding, maybe someone you're not compatible with. There might be communication issues. So during a Venus retrograde, you want to practice the best client care. But you also want to make sure that you're taking care of your energetic boundaries when dealing with people because you certainly don't want to allow people to walk all over you at that time. So good client care and good boundaries, that's the big rule for a Venus retrograde. Also, if you're going to go into a partnership, let's say you're going to start a new business thing with somebody, not during a Venus retrograde, wait until after it's over because you're going to have more clarity around it. You know, oftentimes when you begin a relationship, even a business relationship under Venus retrograde is kind of like, um, what do they call that, that coyote thing when you wake up in the morning with somebody and you're like, oh, my God, how did I get with this person? (laughs) You know, it's like that. So. Engage in new relationships with care. Any advice that you have around Venus Retrograde for business? I have a couple of pieces. So one thing that I have experienced with Venus and Retrograde 
expect old clients that you have not heard from to all of a sudden come knocking on your door. Um, this happens to me every Venus retrograde. Uh, you know, there'll, there'll be someone that, like, I haven't talked to in four years, right? And they all of a sudden, they show up and they're back. And, and you know, usually happy, right? But, I mean, often we say that Venus retrograde, there's a return of old lovers that mm-hmm. can happen. You know, your ex gets in touch with you out of the blue. The same thing is true if you have clients or you have students that have, for whatever reason, kind of gone off your grid, expect them during this period to come back. And what often goes along with that is if you have new policies, new prices, uh, certain aspects of the business are not the same as they were when this person first came into your orbit, you might need to give them a little bit of a of a reorientation, right? Right. So so that's always something that I that I like people to plan for. And then the other thing that I see with Venus retrograde is um there is sometimes a desire because Venus is beauty, among other things, right? So sometimes with Venus in retrograde it's like I'm gonna have a new style for my website or I'm gonna have a new style for my blog or I'm even gonna start writing in a totally different style. Um or I want to overhaul my offerings and have this new beautiful sparkly thing. And and my caution always for any retrograde period where you all of a sudden have this brilliant new idea that you think is just the cat's meow is that's great and you should write it down and wait until the retrograde is over and then revisit it. <laughs> because right. you, might, you might be totally jazzed, right? You might be like, yes, purple sparkles are the new thing for 2018, but you might come back to it and be like, oh, heavenly day, what was I thinking? So yep. that also can happen with Venus and retrograde, and that's something to be aware of. And then the other thing from a business capacity that I like to pay attention to during Venus and retrograde is my personal relationships and my sexual health. So we all have different setups. We all have different relationships. But, you know, your love life and your sex life does affect your business and vice versa. So, you know, if you work with your partner, as I do, making sure are you taking time to be together or is it all business all the time? Like this is a really good time to kind of get rebalanced and stuff like that. And the same thing goes for your sexual health, and that can be everything from making time to be intimate to actually going and getting yourself checked out, you know, making sure that you're healthy and that everything is working the way that it needs to be. These are things that business owners often totally put on the sidelines because they don't seem as important, and Venus retrograde reminds us, hey, they are important. Yep, absolutely. So what about the slow-moving planets? Let's talk about those for a moment. Do we need to be concerned about something like a Pluto retrograde? What's your opinion? It is so funny that you your example in this question was Pluto retrograde because my Pluto is on top of my natal sun. And so I am very sensitive when Pluto goes retrograde. And last year when it went retrograde, the day that it happened, you know, this is something that might be useful for people to know. Um, a lot of times with retrograde energy, the the old belief is that the day that the retrograde happens and the day that it ends are the two most intense periods. Now, 
I I agree with that to some degree, but I disagree with it also because you kind of need to know where it's happening in your chart, right? Because if you have a day of the retrograde period that's like on top of one of your planets, then you might really feel it, even though it's happening in the middle of the phase. But I knew that Pluto went retrograde because I got really, really sick. I had food poisoning. And last year, that was the day where I decided to get a virtual assistant. And it was extremely business focused. Um, So I think that the answer to this question is it depends on the planet and it depends on your relationship to the planet. Um, Pluto is about personal power. It's also about deep and sometimes hidden resources and wealth. Jupiter often has to do with prosperity and wealth and business. You know, so those are a couple of planets that that I would watch. Um, But, you know, if you have Saturn right next to your sun, or if your Saturn and your Jupiter are conjunct, then you need to know what Saturn's doing. You know, you always need to know what it's doing because it has a special impact on your chart. So that's my take on it. It's going to depend on the planet, and it's also going to depend on your relationship with that planet and the influence that that planet has in your chart. Right on. And I also think it's really important the really slow-moving planets like um, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto especially, they talk a lot more about trends that are happening in the world. And that is actually important for you to know as a business owner. Let's talk about Uranus, for example. So Uranus is floating around in Taurus now. Uranus hasn't been in Taurus since 1934. So what was happening in 1934? Well, you know, think back into your history. That was the time of the – what was happening, Bree? Yeah, in 1934, the last time Uranus was in Taurus, we had the Great Depression. Um, We had, you know, we were getting ready for World War II. There were some significant changes. And basically, that was, this was the threshold period where in the United States, our entire economic system shifted. Um, You know, we had the Industrial Revolution. That was one shift. After World War II and those World War II years and the post-war years, we truly went into an industrialized economy, and it changed the way we farm. It changed the way that people held land. It it changed migration patterns of humans in a significant way. We saw way more people going into the city than ever before. So um, big social and economic changes occurred. That, yes. that in the effects of it, we're still living with today. And so I think that this is right on, Teresa. I mean, you really need to pay attention to those outer planets because it's going to help you see what is going on in the world. Absolutely. And, you know, there are some astrologers, of course, who are making this Uranus and Taurus thing really sound scary. Like, we're going back to the Great Depression. It's like, no, 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 we're a very different yeah. world than we were then. So, you know, for okay. an entrepreneur, knowing about Uranus and Taurus, it means – Uranus is a planet of unpredictability and change. It can be very disruptive, but it's always usually in a way that creates progress. So Uranus and Taurus, when it was in during the time of the Great Depression, you know, there were times where people had to do war rations, and of course there was a lot of hardship, but there were plenty of people who did fine. And FDR came along and created some social structures that are still in place, like Social Security to this day, that really help people to feel more secure. So during Uranus, of course, now, 
we're living in the technology age, not the industrial age. And what we're probably going to see is the economy is probably going to have its ups and downs. But for people who are really learning how to embrace technology in their business, you're going to have a far better chance of continuing to move through this transit well. And so my advice for everybody is, you know, really get your business online as much as you can, learn as much as you can about bringing technology into your business, whether it be like that square thing to accept payments, which is revolutionary, whether it be just having a website, uh, whether it be finally getting onto social media, look for new ways to work with technology during your during this transit, which is going to last about seven years. That's how you're going to work right. with it in a smart way. You know, don't fear these retrogrades. Instead, look at what you need to know. So these really slow-moving ones, what's happening in the world? Uranus and Taurus, keep an eye on the economy and think about technology and how you can use it for your business. I think those are really good, mm-hmm. helpful examples on how these slow-moving planets are important, too, if you look at them from a worldly perspective. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, so, you know, one thing that is not a retrograde, but it is a planetary troublemaker, is the void, of course, moon. So can you tell us, T, because you love the moon so much, can you tell us what do entrepreneurs need to know about it and what is it? Because I don't know that everybody knows what the void, of course, moon is. Well, the void, of course, moon, like you said, this has nothing to do with retrograde, but it certainly is kind of a funky little thing. So here's how the moon, I mean, the moon, <laughs> the moon changes, of yes, course. It. it changes signs every, like, um, you know, like two and a half days, right? Two days, yeah, it moves yeah. very quickly. And so it's whipping through those signs, you know, very fast, unlike a lot of the other planets that we're talking about. And what happens is, when the moon makes its final aspect before it moves into a new sign, that little period is called the void of course moon. And so the void of course moon, sometimes it'll last for just an hour. Sometimes it'll last like a long haul, like, you know, 12 hours or more. So it's this really weird, it's this period where it's kind of like everything is like, getting ready to transition. That's the best way to describe it. And I like to look at it as a time to take a time out. For business, during the void, of course, moon, and you can spot it on your moon calendars if you have one, it'll have a little symbol like a V slash C. And you'll look for that. So like, for example, if the moon is void, of course, in in Capricorn at 1.30 in the morning, then when it goes into Aquarius at 3.22, uh, 2 a.m., then that's telling you it's only void, of course, for about a two-hour period. Once it goes into the other sign, it's no longer void, of course. But during that period, that's not the time where you want to be starting anything new. Um, you don't want to go into important meetings during that time. Because oftentimes what happens is when you initiate or do anything during a void, of course, me- a moon, nothing much comes out of it. It's just like, or things fall flat is what I like to say. So I like to use void, of course, moons to just, you know, work with clients if I'm working with them, take care of paperwork, do behind-the-scenes stuff. That's not the time where I'm going to go into an important meeting. It's not the time where I'm going to launch something. None of that jazz. What about you? This is also – Yep. Yeah, well, I I agree. I completely agree with you. Um, And and I was going to say, you know, you talked about launching, like, products and things, but as you were speaking, I also thought, you know, 
this is it's not the best time to like send out a newsletter to your audience, yep. especially if the newsletter has a link for something you want your audience to participate in, whether it's paid or free, right? But it's not it's not a really good time for that. Um I like void of course moons the same way I like retrograde periods because I consider them little like moments where yep. I get to review stuff and I and I can catch up. You know, I often will schedule my catch up periods to coincide with the void of course moon. I think my favorite is probably void of course moon and Virgo because it's so detail oriented and I always feel like at the end of my void of course moon and Virgo sessions I'm like like I've got I've cleared my plate, you know? Yes. But um and so I love that, but yeah, you definitely like you know, so even little things, like even even social media, like if you're scheduling a social media thing, you know, just look at your astro planner and just check and make sure that you're not dealing with the void of course moon, you know, at the period that you do that because, you know, it's just the energy, like T said, it's a little bit more low key and, and it's passive and it's chill. So go with that, right? Don't try to fight it. I think that's great advice. Absolutely. And, you know, again, really what we're talking about with all this retrograde stuff is how to work with the energy. So let's add one more little thing in here. Speaking of the moon, this, again, is not a retrograde because, remember, the moon does not go retrograde. But this particular phase of the moon can be a game changer, an eclipse. What should our audience know about eclipses and what moon rituals might help them work with this intense energy? Oh, I love eclipses. I love them. Okay, so I have a very particular way of working with eclipses, and I actually do a ritual for the community um, around eclipses because I think that they are so potent. So an eclipse can be a solar or a lunar eclipse, which basically means that either the sun is eclipsed or the moon is eclipsed, and there are different kinds of eclipses. And typically in a year – we have, you know, between three and six solar and lunar eclipses. Mostly they're partial, and in many cases they're not visible, right? Because if the moon is eclipsed, um, you have to be on the side of the earth where it's nighttime to be able to see it. So an eclipse can be happening like at 12 noon where you are, and you're still going to be affected by it. And I think of eclipses as times to break patterns. So my reasoning is that, you know, the sun and the moon are the two planets in astrology. We refer to both of them as planets that have, as Teresa pointed out, the most regular cycles, right? They don't have retrogrades. The moon has a very clear 28-day cycle. The sun has a very clear cycle daily and annually. And so there are these very regular moving bodies, which is why most of our timekeeping devices and our calendars are built around either the sun or the moon or both. So an eclipse is the wrench that gets thrown into this regularity, right? The eclipse is the wild card. It's the joker. Mm-hmm. And the eclipse is says, you know, what is actually happening is the pattern of regularity is being interrupted. It is being broken in some way. So how do we align ourselves with that energy? Well, when it comes to business, we can all look at certain patterns 
behaviors, stories that we tell ourselves regularly or we engage in regularly that are no longer effective for our business. You know, one of, I think the best examples of this is there are many people who run their business like their business is three years in the past. You know, they're running their business the way that they ran it three years ago, but time has moved forward. The needs of their people have moved forward, and they're not responding to that. And I think we've all been guilty of that to some extent. So from a business perspective, you can look at is there a money mindset that you're finally ready to let go of? Is there, you know, a, a habit around your time that you're finally ready to address? Um, that you want to release or that you want to interrupt? Is there a story that you're telling yourself about your business? You know, are you telling yourself that your business can only make X amount of money a year or that you can only take on X number of clients um, that no longer is appropriate for you to be telling yourself? You know, if there is anything like that, and almost always there is, then the eclipse, to my mind, is the best time to break that pattern, break that cycle, interrupt it in the same way that the eclipse is interrupting the regular motion of the sun or the moon. So one of my favorite things to do is write down whatever it is, whatever the pattern or the behavior or the story is, I write it down on a piece of paper, and then I set that paper on fire. Obviously, you do this like in your kitchen sink or in a fireproof place. And burn, let it burn, take the ashes, and then scatter them at a four-way crossroads so that they go out into the world. That energy then is freed up. It can be changed. And you have released yourself of that particular pattern. So that's one of my favorite ways of working with them. What about you, Teresa? The big thing for eclipses is, you know, eclipses can signal a change. They can be very revealing because the moon reveals everything. So one of the things I like to do, it's not a ritual, but just really pay attention to what is changing or any news that comes around that day for my business, I pay close attention to that. If there's an opportunity that comes, if there's news that comes, I pay attention because I know it's going to be significant. If I meet somebody new during that time, it might be significant. So I use it as kind of a way to really pay attention. It's like my heads up planet and also to think about what needs to change. What needs to morph? I love your whole bit about changing your business story, but I also see it as a good time to consciously make a change, too. Like, if you're thinking about mm-hmm. doing a rebrand, this is a powerful day to do a rebrand on your website. I love that. I love that. It's powerful. Yeah, we covered a All lot right. of really important <laughs> stuff, and I hope this information is going to be helpful for people. I mean, this is how we run our businesses. We don't just run it by doing things that are typical business stuff. We're not running typical businesses. We're running businesses that are, you know, sacred arts or mystical or metaphysical, however you want to say it. So, of course, we like to employ these tools to our benefits. Yeah, and as Teresa said, you know, we're really, as we are working with energy and we're working with the unseen in all of our businesses. And so, this is another way of paying attention to astrology and some of the, you know, more irregular things that happen astrologically is another way of paying attention to that energy and working with it instead of resisting it, knowingly or unknowingly. So it was a ton, there's a ton of information here. And this wraps up 
this episode of Talking Shop. So we hope you enjoy the information and use it. Teresa, what was your biggest takeaway from this discussion? I love what you had to say about eclipses, about looking at your patterns, your behavior, your stories that, you know, that we engage in that are no longer effective. And I love the ritual that you suggested for really clearing that up. I think that's brilliant. So I love that. And what about you? Yes. What's your favorite nugget, Bree? I, oh, there are so many good ones. You know, I love talking astrology with you. I can do it all day. Um, <clears throat> I really like the point that you made about the outer planet, you know, giving us a description of what is happening in the outer world. And how as business owners and as sacred artists and mystical business owners especially, we need to be aware of what is happening in the world, right, and pay attention to that. So I thought that that was really right on and super helpful. Thank you. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why I like to read the news, even though I hate reading the news at the same time. I have a love-hate relationship. It's the same thing with astrology. We always want to be aware of what's going on out there and in the economy because it can affect us. That's right. Before we sign up, sign up. <laughs> before we sign off, a happy reminder. If you love Talking Shop, don't forget, you can listen to all of the previous shows. That's five years of shows for free on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Just look for Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, and you're going to find all the episodes there. You can also visit the Talking Shop archives. Just go to thetarolady.com. And look for free resources and hop on down to podcast. You'll find Talking Shop there. And Bree, where can they find where can they find us on your page? So if you go to com, click on the tab that says books and resources, and then click on the tab that says free resources, and you will find Talking Shop with the current show and all of the archives right there for your listening pleasure. And if you like this show, please leave a kind review on iTunes because it's going to help more metaphysical business owners find their way to Talking Shop and this useful information that we're trying to dish out. All righty, that is a wrap-up for this episode. Please join us again next month for another round of Talking Shop. And until then, you can find me, Teresa, at thetarolady.com. And you can all find me at com. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to listen. Keep taking action to build the mystical businesses of your dreams. Stay on your grind and make it a great month. We know that you will. <laughs> <laughs>